And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Chicago and you just heard Gomer. You guys, thank you for tuning in. I am Jesse. I'm here with Ganzer. And like they said, that was their song Gomer off of their EP. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so you we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff today. We're gonna talk about the EP, we're gonna talk about the new video that you just released for Smelling Salts. Um, but you guys have I actually got acquainted with you guys when you sent in the EP to Local Loop, which was very exciting. Um, but your sound is definitely different from kind of the Chicago sound that's getting a lot of attention, the garage band sound. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys come up with your more, I would say your more Joy Division, the cramps, the quote-unquote gothier side of rock. <laughs> so how did you guys kind of go down that path and stay away from the... Gosh. I think it was just our uh, our shared interests and our our particular tastes and our inspirations. You know? Yeah, we've been friends for quite some time, and uh, when we were thinking about starting this project, uh, I actually had two old school iPod Nanos, and we just surprised each other with a mix, and we ended up having a lot of bands in common. You know, of course, Joy Division, Chameleons, some industrial music, but then some weird ones like Cows. Yeah, the Cows. Just, like, <laughs> Weird like I didn't even know band. you did I don't that. even know the cows. Oh, they're great. Yeah. But uh, that was a good way to kind of determine where kind of the Venn diagram of our sound was. And yeah. then we just started writing and throwing a lot of stuff away to see what was, you know, yeah. left in common, what we both liked. And you're like, this is not working. Um, sorry, I totally got distracted because I'm thinking about this band name, The Cows, which is amazing. So anyway... So, okay, so when did this actually start for you guys then? Because everything sounds, I mean, it sounds like you've been doing it for a while. Everything, when it comes across, it's very polished. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, Nadia approached me in January 2014 yeah. during that horrible winter. <laughs> and she was just like, you want to start a music project? And I'm, I said, sure. And so uh, we just started sending stuff back and forth online. And I mean, we kind of went from ground up in terms of learning music software and learning how to like record and do that. And then it, it really boosted once we got Max in the group, too, who's our mm-hmm. other member. Yeah. Do you guys think... What's the difference between being more... Because you're very hands-on with what you're doing as far as mixing everything yourself, writing everything, coming up with chord progressions and stuff. Do you think that that... I mean, it obviously adds something special, but does that make it... Does that make it easier for you then to kind of lend it live or collaborating, or do you think that makes it harder because you get really attached to it? Well, I think there was like a definitely a learning period in terms of how much do you write a song before you pass it off to the group to collaborate on. Um, so typically, um, something that worked a lot well for the EP, and I don't know if this is what we'll do in the future, is some people will start the song, but they'll make sure to only write one or two parts and then pass it on and let the other person, you know, write the lyrics or write the guitar part or yeah. handle the keys or the drum part. Yeah. And so Or introduce a fragment like, hey, I had this idea for this sound, like something. Here's a little clip that I put together and either it sparks an interest and we run with it as a group or or we go nah. Yeah. <laughs> or it goes to the pile. Do you of- wait for the do you wait for the majority to be like nah? Or is there sometimes like have you ever gotten really passionate about a piece where you're like this must be included? I feel like it's always pretty anything that someone has been really excited about for the most part, has been received well by the rest of the group. Um, And I think that speaks to our sort of having this, we're all kind of on the same wavelength, which I think is really key to a successful project of any creative capacity. And especially like a year and a half in now, I think we all kind of know each other's strengths in terms of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tend to write something from start to finish, but it may just be bass and keys. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadia will write a song and maybe it's something where, you know, then it's something where it's like structurally we go and organize it a little bit more or like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really, <laughs> this is kind of, I tend to, I tend to like kind of collage artists yeah, songs yeah. or like, I just I'm like, Oh, I have these lyrics. I'd like basically to- <laughs> I'm saying if you ever hear any really cool sound effects in a song, that's like, how the heck did this come about? That's Nadia. <laughs> It's yeah. Nadia just throwing it all <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, I really love that. I'm really very inspired by the experimental and the weird, and I like vacuum noises. And <laughs> I think that that's, I'm just trying to put a little bit of that into what we do. Mm-hmm. Just enough to, like, make someone sort of think about what they're hearing, you know? I love that. Do you guys feel like that noise, that noise element to music is kind of making a comeback? Because I was... There was an article today, I think it was on Consequence of of Sound, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about noise rock, so they're Mm -hmm. talking about like Sonic Youth or Dinosaur Mm -hmm. Jr. or something like that, Mm -hmm. and then there's there's noise hip-hop now, (laughs) Okay, which I I didn't, like, I was like, oh, I need to listen to this, but I don't have time, so now there's noise hip-hop, so do you think that, do you think that the the different scenes now are kind of lending themselves to being more experimental, or do you still think that... You know, things that get popular, there's still that structure, and that's why they get popular. Well, you know, I think that there is kind of a coming back around. I mean, Sonic Youth is always going to be relevant, like, in my mind. Oh, I totally do. They're always, like, 15 (laughs) feet behind you and in front of you and to the sides. But, you know, I think that there's a certain, um, what did, 
what did Kim Gordon say in her new book? It was something about the cleansing power of dissonance. Yes. And I think that that's true. I mean, especially like uh, we're going to go see Uniform this Friday and they're like kind of a power, power noise industrial mm-hmm. band. And I, there's a certain harsh, can I take it version of noise that's been coming around recently. That's For really sure. interesting. Yeah. I think also the technology being a little bit more accessible has also lent itself to that sound sort of becoming more. Because if you think about music between like that experimental sort of any, all of it's engineered kind of in the same way at its roots. So Mm -hmm. I think that's also something to consider for. And it might be something that's a backlash against, you know, writing everything digitally, like in in a DAW setting that sometimes you want to just break out of that structure and just kind of. Yeah, get creative with mm-hmm. it. And get a little harsh. Yeah, I love when I watch, like if you watch tour documentaries mm-hmm. or making of specials, <laughs> sometimes you'll see bands go into a kitchen and just record pulling everything out of the cabinets mm-hmm. and like the clamoring sounds mm-hmm. it makes on the floor. I'm just like, oh, I could totally do that then. Let me start a band with the pans and pots. I yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think field recording is probably something that we'll eventually get into. I mean, I love like... I've, I don't forget which Depeche Mode song it is where they just recorded coins dropping and that was oh, like yeah. the basis of the beat or wow. the beginning of the song Gelt, you mm-hmm. know, by Malaria does that too. I think using film recordings is something that will probably well, progress Well, there's to. a couple iPhone noises. There are. <laughs> iPhone recorded noises <laughs> yeah, on I guess some of are, our songs. I won't say which. Recordings. They count. They do. I mean, I, 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 they, yeah. the recording is and pretty clean. The nice thing is, is that <laughs> you can definitely glean stuff off of YouTube and stuff. There are definitely weird oh, yeah. samples in our music that are just found sound. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love that. But I, you know, just in case we get sued, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's been altered enough. I you will like. have to watch every video on YouTube to try to figure mm-hmm. it yeah. out. I love having you guys here. I'm hearing about so many bands I've never heard of before, like the cows and malaria. I'm so excited. Um, So we're going to check out... The next song we're going to check out is Smelling Salts because you just made the video. You just released the video. Yes. So we're going to check out Smelling Salts and then we're going to talk about the video because it was giving me cramps vibes. The band, the cramps, not giving me cramps. That sounds Well, strange. we'll take either, really. <laughs> but And the three of us love the cramps. So after this song, we're going to talk about the cramps.
that was smelling salts we are here with ganser if you're just tuning in so you got the video that you just did for that how did you collaborate on a concept how did it come about well i have a friend um that i know through uh, the advertising world named kim alpert and she actually approached us and said you know i want to get back into video making on my own outside of work and uh would you guys like to collaborate on something so we said, sure, and we passed her the song, and she got really excited about it and came back with some treatments, some boards um, of, of this idea for this music video, and we were like, sure, this is great. So it was really just kind of a lot of, lot of effort from a lot of different sides in terms of um, we have friends that do makeup, friends that were helping out with the shoot. It was a big collaboration, and we couldn't have done it with, with a lot of help. It kind of goes from this... I don't want to say that it has like a 90s aesthetic, but it does kind of have this like post-punk, late 80s, early 90s. Because it starts off like you're on the TV, like looking in mm -hmm. to the screen. So it does, And then there's a, a really cool, it's a cool voyeuristic quality. It's not creepy in any way. Mm -hmm. It's like you're inviting, <laughs> you're inviting everyone to look at you, which is also really interesting because a lot of videos... They, they, it may feel like it's a personal, like it's personal, but it's, it's fake. It's all for show. And right. you guys were just, you're just laying it out there. Like you're just playing the song. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we definitely wanted to just kind of be band forward, you know, in terms of presenting ourselves how we do normally on stage. Um, and, you know, aesthetically, there are things that we're into that I think a lot of people are interested in liquid television and Aeon Flux and Videodrome and, and those kind of things that bring in that kind of TV monitor aesthetic into the whole thing. Yeah, very much the visuals of just all the things that influence us and, you know, the stuff that influenced Kim mm -hmm. when she was thinking about the boards and what she wanted to do. And mm -hmm. I think just keeping it real and keeping it simple, you know, yeah, was 
the best thing we could have done for that video. No frills. I love that. That's that should be the theme for everyone. No frills. Mm -hmm. Just play. Play like you play because you're. I mean, I would expect that from your live show too. There's not like there's not smoke machines and strobe lights coming in. (laughs) Not yet. But we did we did play with some projected video um, when we played at Hideout, which was fun. We we pulled some like. Like German Dada, Dada yeah. German stuff from like <laughs> the thirties, <laughs> which you know that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we're pretty non-theatrical. I mean, the closest I think we've ever gotten is we played on July third this year, and Nadia wore an American <laughs> flag crop top. And it was, it my was favorite her, yes. thing. <laughs> it was great. I had to. I had to show my patriotism. You're like, I got this, you guys. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so we were talking before the show. I was telling you that the video was giving me cramps vibes. Um, we were talking about Poison Ivy. When you, like when I started listening to the cramps, my parents were very <laughs> nervous. Um, but my parents never told me not to listen to anything, regardless of the content of the song or the image that the artist projected. Did you guys have that similarly I think or, there's still some shock now when I go back and listen to some albums and hear the non-radio edit versions of certain <laughs> songs. Um, but I mean, I think that there are uh, there were definitely artists that were a little bit prohibited, but I think it was more in the R&B hip hop category. I think when yeah. it came to rock, it was just already so noisy that they were like, I forget it, you know, listen to it. I can't even understand what they're saying anyways, you know, so uh, yeah. And I guess for me, my parents were sort of I guess they just didn't really know or pay much attention to what it was I was listening to. And they you were a feral child. What? <laughs> you were a feral child. I was. No, I wasn't. I was. I mean, they were very protective. And there were definitely times where they'd hear something and be like, where did you get this? Like my first album, the first CD I ever um, purchased was TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that album still holds up today. Okay. We were listening it's, to fan mail. We were totally yeah. the week, and it was the best. <laughs> it's the best. But I was like ten, and I right. had like lawn mowing money. <laughs> so like it was, and my mom was like, "What is this?" When she heard it one day, she overheard it in my room, and she just wasn't happy about it. But she was, you know, it was one of those things where they would like be surprised about it later after it was already too late, and I've already right. been, you know, I've already been touched by the music, you know. So I was kind of always, I sort of just did what I wanted. I had two younger sisters that were, you know, occupying my parents' attention. Right. Don't you feel when you're the oldest, you've kind of paved the way? It's like you dealt with all of the, yeah. like, the parents yeah. trying to, contr- like, monitor, control what you're doing. <laughs> and then when your siblings come along, they're like, have fun. Oh, yeah. My youngest sister totally just, like, she just had the run of things. Um <laughs> Definitely a different different upbringing than I even had, but I still try to slip her like mix CDs of like Riot Girl music and stuff like that just to try and get her. I mean, I'm an only child, so I, I hear about it from Nadia. But I guess the the thing more was that um, I came to a lot of things late, just because I had to find it on my own. Right. But I think it's it's worked out well now because now I'm the one in the band that's like pushing. Like, have you heard of this band? Oh, totally. In Vancouver called Lie. They're Thanks. great. Or you know, <laughs> like. Because, I don't know, it's like one of those things where nobody's... I didn't have a bigger sibling to be like, hey, listen to this. Right. Or, yeah. you know. So, there, there was no guidance there. 
Yeah, no, and I totally just, like, sometimes my older cousins and stuff, I, but then a lot of it was just falling into that, like, what, Napster hole or whatever. Oh, what did goodness. we have back then? Just I, I would love we somebody to do an article that's, like, essentially documenting how there were certain albums that came out in the early 2000s where I do not know what the track list is because I feel like we all got, like, just oh, individual yeah. tracks. Yeah, oh, same. yeah. That's, all, okay. that's how I listened to it. It would just say, like, track one, yeah. album unknown. <laughs> right, and you would have maybe one, seven, and 13, but yeah. you wouldn't get the whole album experience. <laughs> We obviously do not miss Napster here in this room no. at all. So we're going to go into your guys' final song. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You have some shows coming up for us, yes? Yes, yes. we're playing uh, this Sunday. Uh, it is a fest that uh, cannot be named. <laughs> it's, uh, it's at Double expletive. Door. Expletive. It's, yeah. it's an it's a F fest. You can fill in the blanks of what that is, but uh, it's, it's going to be you know fantastic. There's a lot of great people involved, um, a lot of great local bands, and uh, we'll be going on at 9.30. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, at some point around then, um, but yeah, there's so many people, so many awesome local bands, mm-hmm. and I think maybe some, I think mostly local bands, just really great people. It's going to be a great time, and where can people hear more, find more about you guys? Okay, so we have uh, several places that you can get in touch with us. We're uh, usually Ganser or Ganser Band. So it's facebook.com slash Ganser Band, ganser.bandcamp.com. Uh, Twitter's Ganser Band. Instagram is ban- Ganser Band. I think that covers it. Yeah, we're, we have a pretty wide web presence. <laughs> yeah, if you just Google Ganser, yeah. G-A-N-S-E-R will be the first result. And for aren't some, of the, are some things available on any other listening? Yes, we yeah. are on Spotify and RDO and all those. Yeah good places so perfect well we're gonna go into the song last rights thanks for hanging out guys thank you so so much and we will see you on sunday yes perfect